RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. The health minister denies officials are stigmatising foreign domestic helpers, saying mandatory COVID tests are good for everyone. But helpers question why they're being treated, why they're being tested while their bosses are not. And there's more grim news from India as 400,000 people are diagnosed with the coronavirus in a day. The health secretary, Sophia Chan, has dismissed suggestions that the government is stigmatising foreign domestic helpers after ordering more than 300,000 of them to take COVID-19 tests. Officials made the order after two helpers were diagnosed with a more infectious strain of the virus. The government also plans to make visa renewals dependent on vaccination, but Professor Chan said helpers with health concerns could be exempted. She said the measures were intended to reduce risk, as helpers often work with the elderly and the very young. It is also important for us to build uh, herd immunity so that uh, everybody is uh, being protected, including those who can't uh, get vaccine, uh, can't be vaccinated. So I think again, you know, this is uh, an, a very important measure, and there is uh, uh, no discrimination uh, in, uh, concern in the uh, measures that the government has uh, recently uh, come up with. Professor Chan said more test centres had been set up and officials would consider pushing back the deadline of May the 9th if necessary. This woman said her community of foreign domestic helpers, or FDHs, do still feel that they are being targeted, regardless of what the government says. I hope the employers also go, not only the FDH, because we, ha- we live here in one place, so I hope all people go, not only look for the domestic helper. Because uh, look the news. They just talk about the FDH. How about the employers? How about the other people, not only the age? Because because the employers go outside every day. They go outside every day, work. But the other domestic helpers just stay at home. They said it's a discrimination. Most of the helpers RTHK spoke to today said they planned to take the vaccine sooner or later after the government's announcement yesterday. But this woman said she remained hesitant because even her employer has misgivings over the inoculation. She just said, let it be for the meantime. But I'm considering also because we don't know how, if something will happen to us. I don't have any uh, medical history here in Hong Kong. So for nine years... I never go to the doctor, so I don't know what's going on inside me. They themselves do, doesn't want to take it. No, my employer. He's, she say it's very risky. But, well, if the government says it's mandatory, then we will go. We will do it. The officials in charge of the SAR's vaccination programme, Civil Service Chief Patrick Nip, says there's been a pickup in the number of people signing up for inoculation. However, Mr Nip conceded that the vaccination rate still fell well short of the 50,000 places available each day. He also played down suggestions that the government's vaccine bubble plan, which allows for more relaxed social distancing rules, was designed to encourage vaccination. Police have arrested a 28-year-old man on suspicion of violating the national security law. Officers say he was detained in Chengsha Wan following an investigation by security agents. A 22-year-old woman has also been arrested. India has become the first country in the world to report 400,000 coronavirus infections in a single day. Nearly 3,500 deaths were also recorded in the past 24 hours. The grim milestone came as the country continues to struggle with an acute shortage of oxygen and hospital beds. The BBC's Davina Gupta reports from Delhi. 
To fight the pandemic, India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi has lowered the age limit for vaccination from 45 to 18. This will make an estimated 600 million more people eligible for the jab starting today. But only six states will be rolling out this initiative. Others have put it on hold, saying their vaccine reserves have dried up. So far, the central government has denied there are vaccine shortages in the country. India is one of the world's largest vaccine manufacturers and produces nearly 80 million doses every month. But experts say this needs to be ramped up fast. Officials in the western Indian state of Gujarat say at least 16 people have died in a fire at a hospital treating COVID patients. Those killed included two health workers. Pictures on social media show smoke rising from the Patel Welfare Hospital in the city of Barush. It's the third fire in a week at a COVID hospital in western India, the region worst hit by the pandemic. You're listening to RTHK. The time is almost five minutes past one. Back locally, for the first time, a teacher from a government school has been disqualified over the 2019 anti-government protests. Damon Pang has more. The liberal studies teacher is understood to have taught at Longchun Government Secondary School in Wong Tai Sin. According to papers by the Education Bureau to Lechko, the teacher was accused of defaming the country, arousing students' hostility towards the country and the Chinese people, and undermining their sense of national identity. The professional teachers' union said it's been helping the teacher, who objects to the allegations. In another case, the bureau said a teacher was deregistered this month due to a court conviction for engaging in unlawful activities related to the protests. That raised to four the number of teachers struck off amid complaints sparked by the social unrest in 2019. Officials in Afghanistan say around 30 people have been killed and dozens injured in a car bomb blast in the east of the country. Explosives detonated near a guesthouse in Pul-e-Alam, the capital of Logar province. It's unclear who carried out the attack, which happened during Ramadan. Bilal Sawari is a journalist in Kabul. This is a massive stab in the heart of the efforts to start a peace process. And I think the dreams of Afghans are constantly shattered about a peace process, about a comprehensive ceasefire. To drive a, a truck packed with uh, explosives of massive amounts and to detonate it when Afghans are uh, basically are trying to, you know, break fast also shows you that this fight, this brutal fight, is at the doorstep of the people of Afghanistan. And under the Doha agreement between the Americans and the Taliban, it was agreed that there will be no such attacks. The organisers of the Grammy Awards have scrapped their anonymous voting committees following allegations of rigging. The BBC's Emily Haller reports. For decades, Grammy nominations have been chosen by a small secret group of experts, kept anonymous to stop them being influenced, but also shielding them from criticism. From now on, thousands of members will vote on the awards to try to make the process fairer. A former Grammy's chief executive had claimed the voting process was corrupt, and several big music stars, including Zayn Malik and Halsey, have demanded transparency. The Canadian singer The Weeknd said he would boycott future ceremonies after he didn't receive any nominations in 2021. The awards have also been criticised for overlooking artists of colour. To sport, and the Premier League leaders, Manchester City, have the chance to seal a fifth Premier League title this weekend. Pep Guardiola's side need to win at home against Crystal Palace in the early game tonight and then hope the current champions, Liverpool, beat Manchester United tomorrow. Guardiola says it's too soon for talk of the title. Let me try to win Crystal Palace. Don't ask me what I'm going to feel something when still I didn't feel it, I didn't experience because it didn't happen. 
So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you are curious to anticipate it, but the United is an extraordinary team. When arrived in the last two months in the best form in all season, and we need five points. Leicester City moved a point closer to Champions League qualification after a Johnny Evans header rescued a point for the Foxes away at Southampton in last night's game. The Leicester manager, Brendan Rodgers, insists his focus is on further developing a winning mentality at Leicester amid speculation linking him with a move to Tottenham. I'm very, very happy. I can see development in the team. I've got great relations with the players, firstly. Uh, I see progress been available uh, with the with the team and the squad over these next couple of seasons. We worked very hard for the these first two and a half years to create a, a winning mentality, and we want to be able to continue with that. Snooker and last night's runner-up, Kyron Willison, Wilson, is four, four frames ahead of the 2005 winner, Sean Murphy, in the semi-final of the World Championships at the Crucible Theatre in Sheffield. Wilson leads 10-6 in their best-of-33 match. In the other last four ties, Stuart Bingham came from 9-7 down to lead the three-time former champion, Mark Selby, 13-11. The seven-time Crucible winner, Stephen Hendry, was particularly impressed with Bingham's form. Obviously, a fabulous performance by Stuart, two frames behind, and then to turn that into a two-frame advantage going into the final session. I thought, I must admit, when Mark Selby pulled two frames back, it looked like it was going to be all square, but um, a couple of strange unforced errors in safety. And Stuart would be delighted, you know, going into the final session with a two-frame lead. To end the news, the top stories once again. The health minister denies officials are stigmatising foreign domestic helpers, saying mandatory COVID tests are for everyone's good. But helpers question why they're being tested while their bosses are not. And there's more grim news from India, as 400,000 people are diagnosed with the coronavirus in a single day. And you've been listening to the news from RTHK. And it's about that time. Rebecca Lau is in the studio. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm great. We're going to be talking about all things music, life, and education. But right now, let's get a little Billy Joel, The Longest Time.
we still need to carry on our work and daily lives. All of us wish to stay healthy and avoid being infected. Vaccination is one of the most effective ways to protect yourself and your family. It also helps us resume normal life earlier. Protection starts 14 days after the second dose. Remember to maintain personal hygiene and wear a mask. Protect yourself and others. Let's get vaccinated. RTHK Radio 3. And we're going to take a little break from the music because Rebecca Lau is in the studio. Hello again. Thank you for coming in, taking some time out of your Saturday to come chat with me. Yeah, my pleasure. Yes, Rebecca is my new friend from Seed Music Academy. She is the co-founder and music director, correct? Yes. Um, And we're going to talk about things, uh, life. We're going to talk about education and music, as always. And uh, as always, my guests bring in some songs that uh, they enjoy or that mean something special to them. And Miss Lau has brought some very eclectic uh, songs uh, from many different genres, so I'm very excited to get to those. But first, for all the boys and girls listening out there, who, what, where, when, why is Rebecca Lau? <laughs> well, actually, uh, I'm a, just a normal person um, <laughs> who loves music. Yeah. I started p- 